0: Welcome to episode 56 of So I've Been Told and my name is Adam Kramer and this is our 2020 Faves episode. Uh, I've done this before at the end of the year and also did uh, two episodes where these two guys and I talked about our uh, favorite records of the last decade. So. I'm a little late getting this out, so I'm not going to add any music or anything like that. I'm just going to throw right to myself, John O'Connell, and Jeremy Shep uh, talking about our favorite albums that came out in the last year. All right. Enjoy. We're finally going to talk about the best records of 2020, or our favorite records of 2020. I'm ex- I've am i been like excited about this for a long time. So... What, uh, what were some, uh, almost, almost albums for you guys or anything you want to mention that, uh, didn't fit in your, in however you guys defined your top 10, uh, you know, your, your list. So,
1: uh, honorable mention for sure goes to, uh, Not A Surf,
0: Mm. um, they, uh,
1: they're known as a. They're thought of as a one-hit wonder from the '90s. Great, right? but uh, they 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 still release great music. I'd say better music than they ever sleep. And uh, their album, Never Not Together, from uh, centuries ago in January of 2020, okay. <laughs> uh, was uh, really uh, was just a great listen. Uh, just a great power pop record nice um and I honestly really enjoyed uh in 2013 me would kill me but uh the new Miley Cyrus album was a great listen uh Weird. it was realized work ever. you know she's met around with a lot of things like uh working with the flame lips and shit and the crumb pop thing she did with bangers and yeah. the twerking incident of <laughs> 2013 EMAs, all that she's like, like, like I felt she's tried too hard to separate herself from the Disney thing.
0: Yeah,
1: and she finally like proved that she can. Be her own artist with this album, Plastic
0: Hearts. Really? So, yeah. I don't know where the clicking sounds coming from. Is I don't know who's end that's on. Now it's stopped. Anyway, it stopped. Anyway. Okay. Uh, I see. I loved bangers, and then I just haven't kept up. Really, my dream, and now I realize this will never happen. And you know, good for Kanye. He's got his life is on a different path. But I wanted like peak, like, hot mess Kanye and hot mess Miley to just <laughs> make, like, a perfect mess of a collab record. Um, but that never happens. All right. I mean, that,
2: that, would that, have been, that was, record was uh, a pretty damn good record, though. Right. We'll say.
1: But peak mess Kanye was... Wait, did they ever intersect, like...
0: I feel like they would have had to at some point, but I don't think they ever did anything collaboration wise. But I'm I'm thinking like like Yeezus era Kanye and like oh, Bangers man. era Miley, which is kinda you know, kinda around the That's same time. time right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, same year. Yeah, twenty thirteen.
0: Yeah. Um I have like a kind of a ridiculous list as far as my my almost uh stuff that i wanted to mention so i'm just gonna i'm gonna say it real quick and then i'll let john give his his uh his honorable mentions but i love that clown core record i love just i mean i love weird shit so i i really dug that um shout outs on death uh Les- lesions of a different kind um it's cool to see the rochester boys getting some uh, getting some love from uh, Fantano and the like this year. Uh, I really... I didn't include these two on my list because they're on everyone's list and I wanted to make room for other artists, but, you know, Phoebe Bridgers, that record's phenomenal, as well as I, I really did enjoy Folklore by T-Swift. Uh... Fiona Apple, Casket Lottery, Carpool, Chris Stapleton, Charlie XCX, Touche Amore, Higher Power. All of those were records that I really liked, um, but they didn't fit into the top ten. But they're still, I think they're worth listening to. And also, one last honorable mention for me. Um, I think the Rex Orange County live record that he put out is, like super next level and if that guy is not like the biggest star in the world within the next couple years something's wrong because like he that dude's like got so much charisma and like so much talent um so yeah that's those are all of my honorable mentions
2: there are uh, quite a few of those that actually ended up being on my like extended list like that casket lottery record was like really good that touche mori record was really really good yeah Okay. um yeah i guess like hopping into some of my like honorable mentions here just scrolling up um i'd say uh soft kills dead kids rip city it's kind of like this like shoegazy type deal um good tiger raising a doomsday cult. jeff rosenstock no dream uh whitney candid freddie gibbs alfredo Amina limbo eric slick wiseacre beach bunny honeymoon and my final one will be carpools erotic nightmare summer weird so yeah the beach
0: Bunny one was fun too yeah you know beach Bunny is a band that i like i wasn't aware of until like john talked about them last year maybe it was the year before i have no concept of time but uh i i really dig what what they've been doing yeah uh oh do it Okay, yeah, uh, my friend uh, Second to Safety from
1: Pittsburgh released an uh, Esther this year, and it's uh, it's quite fun, phenomenal, Sick.
0: if I do say so. Very
1: cool. said wow. I have uh, and my band Sepphalpots released Sammer's. Listen to it. I,
0: I did listen to it, and I really enjoyed it, by the way. Uh, I definitely get, like, Pavement vibes from that record. Um, oh, cool. which I knew that, I know that, uh, you're a big pavement fan, so it makes sense. But yeah, I, uh, right. the, the Cephalopods record is definitely worth your time if you haven't listened to it yet.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I had to get that arrogant plug. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I guess we can just jump right into our top tens. Uh, maybe we'll do, I don't know how you guys are situated on, uh, on the, uh, you know, on the screen, but, uh, you know, I, you know, I've got John, Jeremy, and then me, and then we'll go clockwise if that's cool. Um, so, John, give me your top ten, or well, your number ten.
2: All right, uh, number ten. I'm gonna go with so for my top ten list, it's uh, it's definitely a little uh, left to center. Um, I found like myself connecting which just like a lot of like random kind of like some of it's like typical John stuff. I'm not gonna lie, but like others of it is uh, and it like off the beaten path of what i would normally put on here so it's kind of a fun year um anyway number 10 i have pulses speak it into existence um pulses are kind of in that like swan core realm of like post-hardcore but like these guys have like a really good ear for like hooks and like they have this like fun kind of like hip-hoppy element that doesn't really feel like forced or like like tacky it just feels very like organic and natural and uh it's a fun record it's a good post hardcore time
0: nice yeah. that completely fell under my radar under my radar
1: yeah what's what the name of the band pulses pulses okay i'll have to look at that sweet so number 10 for me is a. Uh, it's an artist who started out over five years ago as an internet name and she started her music career out of nowhere. Uh, and her name's uh, it, it's Poppy. <laughs> I disagree. Um, this came out in January, and I I became completely addicted. It's uh, it's an alternative metal record. The best alternative metal albums, like Angel Dust and whatnot, are are the ones that take all these genres that don't fit and like seemingly don't fit you know and like bring them together and that's what she does in the first song Concrete she she does a like a fake more style uh, riff combines it with the Pet sounds era uh, Beach Boys uh, Bridge and um ends it on a j-pop song and yeah it's a it's a great record um, they had me banging my head and i was a uh, I was surprised by it
0: you know uh I, I don't i you know i don't have a whole lot more to say that you haven't said but i i will say that i believe it's going to come up later again Um, potentially, you know, I know John likes Poppy as well, so Poppy might be, uh, one that intersects with all of us.
2: Um, Have we had one of those before, where all three of us... I mean, I feel like there had to have been, but...
0: Well, I mean, when we we did the, uh, the... Our decade list, I mean, there was a lot of crossover there with, you know, Kanye and Kendrick and, and whatnot, but, uh, I don't know if we've had, like... I don't think, cause last year I think was the first year we did like the three of us doing this for the year, and I don't think we had any, like three way crossover. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, did you? Have pup? What was that? Did you have pup? I didn't have pup on my list last year, so, um, so we could. I I don't know for sure, cause I don't know John's list, but I have a feeling uh, we may have our first, uh, our first occurrence of this. Uh, my number ten record is no. Cinco Originals by Toby Nwigwe. Uh Are either of you familiar with with Toby Naigway? No. Okay. No, unfortunately. No. Um, he's like kind of an independent hip hop artist, and he, um, he had a like he kind of went viral because he had a song um, where basically it was just like "Arrest the Killers" of Breonna Taylor. Um, and the video went super viral, but he's a super smart, interesting artist, um, really smart hip hop, um, interesting, interesting beats, um, just kind of a, he seems like just kind of an eccentric dude, um, and he works together, like, all of, like, the artwork is, like, him and his, like, wife and kids, and, like, it's, he's really interesting, and I think that, uh, he's worth checking out, um, but yeah, that's, a. Uh, that record was really great. He had just been kind of dropping singles um, and EPs for a long time, and then he finally dropped that full length. and I really dug it. Number
2: nine. It Number nine. Um, I have Westside Gun with "Pray for Paris." Um, this record was just like for me, like a solid vibe. Um, from all of like the production choices to like West Side's like really kind of. Um, recognizable vocals um he just like sets this like really cool tone and uh he released a bunch of projects this past year i think there were like three different releases that he had come out and like to me this was the one that like definitely set the bar for all of them and i kept coming back to it like all year long um just like really slick production really like good interesting group play and it has like a great like feature list that doesn't really overtake the central artist some
0: uh some
1: dividey hip-hop nice yeah so my number nine is it's a long-awaited record from a legendary band um and it's uh Inlet by Hum um we uh, this is an album
0: we've been waiting how long was their last album like late 90s I think over 20 years it's it's crazy yeah
1: over 20 years waiting for this album and uh and it finally dropped and had, you know everything you could ask for from a moment heavy riffs um, good good melodies and, and all that you know no no big riffs or anything but that's not what we were at before. just happy to
0: have a, a new album yeah uh, I also love that record. Um, and also, we'll, it gets mentioned soon. Um, but not, not that soon. Um, my number nine record is, um, interestingly enough, connected to John's number 10. My number nine record is Conway the Machine with From a King to a God. Uh, that dude... Uh, you know, another Buffalo rapper, um, he, he just has, like, some serious swagger. Um, like, it just, like, just the confidence that he just, like, oozes. I love the rhymes on this record. Um, it's, it's just, like, you know, one I've gone back to a lot. I know, like... I know like that Alfredo record is kinda like the big new hip hop record that everybody uh is talking about, but for me, um, Conway, that's that's like the new like like big hip hop record that has uh kind of dominated my playlist.
2: I I've actually yet to check that out. Um somehow like that like slipped by my radar and then I got to it by the end of the year, but uh I'm excited to check out Conway. I'm also excited to check out Hum. I didn't listen to that oh, one right. either, but i always had an appreciation for Hum, so should be dope. Yeah. Um for me, my number eight is uh Mulatto with Queen of the South. Um she was on the double freshman class this year and I like appreciated like what she did. I thought it was like nice and fun and when she dropped this project, I didn't have like the highest expectations for it. I you know thought so be kind of like, you know, boilerplate, but it ended up being one of, like, the hookiest, just, like, catchiest, slickest records that, like, I heard all year. Um, like, all of these songs are, like, definitely, like, hook-worthy, and, uh, I mean, like, she's definitely doing her thing. Cool. If you're a fan of, like, the whole kind of, like, Megan the Stallion kind of style and swagger, it would definitely be, like, up your alley. Nice. But, I don't know, I feel like Mulatto pulls it off better than most.
0: Oh.
2: man I feel
1: like I... have you heard of Rico Nasty
0: I have and I know that you guys I saw both of you guys post or maybe like comment about that record and I it just I didn't get to it so um, I just didn't get there yeah.
1: That's good. That's another honorable mention. But, you know, I I just forgot, slipped my mind. But anyway, back on track. Number eight, um, it's Color Theory by Soccer Mommy. Um, She's, uh, you know, this young singer-songwriter, you know, kind of came out of the whole bedroom pop thing. And uh, I just, I found all the songs on this album just to be, catchy and, and they had, she's a good lyricist you know I don't know there's not much to say about it other
0: than that it's it's Weird. good you know that was another record that I just kind of forgot about but I really enjoyed um it Soccer Mommy is such a dumb band name um yeah. and I feel like there's probably a lot of people that don't give uh her music a chance because of that but they should because she's uh, she's a phenomenal songwriter and I, I really enjoyed that record as well
1: yeah I see this <laughs> I just remember she was like on Jimmy Kimmel or something or Jimmy Fell and when he says please welcome soccer mommy I just kind of burst out laughing <laughs> and then I think she did an event with Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And uh, hearing him say, thanks to Sokka Mommy for the music.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> my number eight record is Hum, uh, Inlet. Uh, I, yeah, I, I like Hum a lot. I'm, like, you'd prefer an astronaut as like one of my favorite records uh I don't know it's I don't know if I'd say it was one of my favorite records of all time but it's a record I really love and I just uh I like they're not a band I kept up with I mean they haven't released anything but I wasn't like expecting them to I didn't even know that they had anything in the works and I just all of a sudden saw Like it wasn't even like a Friday. It was a. It was like a midweek release that they put it up on their band camp, and uh, just saw people posting about it. And I was like, "Damn, I did not see this coming." Um, But yeah, like you, like Jeremy said, it's it's got all of the things you would want in a hum record. Um, You know, heavy heavy cool riffs, shoegazy parts. Um, It's it's like, you know, it it was a, a very very nice surprise. So that's my number eight.
2: Uh, for me, my number seven is uh, it's a one that I go back to year and year again. City Morgue with Toxic Boogaloo. Um, this was their shortest record yet, at only ten songs. that like barely clocked like the twenty-minute mark. But honestly, I feel like that's almost like for the better. Um, they work best in these like really short, like intense bursts. And they uh, they do the whole kind of like trap metal thing better than most. Um, they have a really uh, captivating kind of like sound. It just like pulls you in and it's <laughs> like raw and like powerful. It's, uh, it's a fun time. It definitely feels like a mosh pit in your living room, which is always a plus.
0: You know, I, I listened to that record and I liked it. Um, you know, it didn't come close to making my list, but I liked it. And all I could think of was just like, this sounds, this makes me feel the way that uh, Lil' John and the East Side Boys used to make me feel when I was like 17. Um, and, you know, you can say what you want about Lil' John, but it was a good time. And so, yeah, I uh, I also, yeah, I dug that City Morgue record a lot too. But, I, yeah, so like, you definitely kind of hear the, like, yeah, they're doing the trap metal thing, but you hear kind of the crunk thing in there too. So my number seven
1: um that goes to uh Schadenfreude by the band Shiner. Mm. Um they're this uh band that have been around for a while. They were actually I think they were on DeSoto. Um, you know, the uh the DC label that uh the guy from uh what's that um, it's the that DC label that had bands like uh, uh, the Dismemberment Plan okay uh, yeah yeah DeSoto Records um, but yeah anyway if you're into like that old like if you if you like a, sh- uh, a hum, I would definitely check out Shiner. But um, okay. this album of some great songs, Jawbox. That's the the guy oh, okay. from Jawbox, Bisto- Yeah, sure. so these guys were on that record oh, label. Sick. But yeah, if you like hum, if you like big riffs. You got like a bit of a sprinkly sprinkle of shoegaze. Um,
0: you should check out the band. Check out this album, too. It's uh, it's great. All right, so the latest album from Shinedown. I'll be sure to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'll, Shiner, no, not Shinedown. Not at number one yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, my number seven uh, was... Sorry, my list is all over here. Enjoy yourself by melted bodies. I don't know if either of you uh, got around to that record or not. It. I've
2: never
0: heard of it. Uh. It reminded me of like System of a Down meets The Melvins. And kind of knowing both of you guys, I think you guys would probably be into it. It was just kind of a weird. Uh, <laughs> what was that? sludgy stuff sludgy but also just kind of like out there like strange it kind of in the way that uh that that uh, soad can be and uh it was just a really fun listen it's one i've i've gone back to a lot um kind of felt like and this was but this was before the, the like uh system of a down released those two new tracks so i was like oh maybe this is just gonna like at least for now like kind of fill that hole but uh now we, you know, since then we have some hope of uh, more System of a Down releasing music. But uh, yeah, I, I, that's uh, Enjoy Yourself, My Melted Bodies. It's definitely worth your time. I think both of you will dig it. And, you know, if you're listening to this and care enough to hear what our opinions are, you probably would dig it as well.
2: Melted Body. I will have to check that out. Yeah. Actually, I'm, going to check I'm like writing them down as you're saying them. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna do the same thing when I l- like re-listen through the podcast to you know before I release it, uh, and then I'll write everything down and make a playlist too to you know for anybody else who listens and wants to check out these bands. Yeah.
2: So, number six for me is another perennial um, appearance person. We have Open Mike Eagle with anime, trauma, and divorce. Um, open Mike just like. He gets it, like, every time. Um, I've only been, like, you know, some of his records have been, like, a little here and there on, but I feel like with this, he kind of just, like, knocks it out of the park. Uh, while I don't think it's quite at the level of, like, Brick Body um, Brick Body Kids, um, it's still, like, a really interesting, like, look on, like, various aspects of, like, a relationship. And then with just, like, hum- humorous, like, uh, songs like, you know, the, I don't know, Sweatpants Spider-Man. It's real, real good. Um, mm. The Black Mirror episode. Has like this, like, real, uh, I don't know, real interesting vibe to it. Open mic always brings it, and uh, this is no different. Weird, sweet.
1: So, uh, next on my list is uh, is an underground hip hop, uh, Redmond, um, who always gets mixed up with another artist, um, because of the similarity in names, but. It's Aesop Rock. Not not ASAP Rocky. The,
0: not ASAP for the nobody. Kids who are nobody from the ASAP mob. <laughs> nope. None the
1: ASAP mob. Respect to them. But Aesop Rock uh, he is uh, this very verbose underground hip hop legend was on LP's label back in the day and uh, he's released a lot of good stuff but um, his album Spiritual World Field Guide was uh, the album this year it was a concept album that you know he's just he's a great storyteller Uh, he kind of explores themes of uh, he uses like horror and sci-fi and Stuff in, in this album just kind of like uh, tell a lot of interesting stories and like <coughs> yeah and all that. And, uh, there's some cool beats
0: and uh, yeah, a good time. I I also did listen to that record and I enjoyed it uh, quite a lot actually. I, you know, it's there's just there's only so many there's only only so many spots. But I, I did true. dig that like record a lot. There You know, for as shitty of a year as 2020 was, um, we had a lot, like, a lot of great music come out this year. Um, and kind of, you know, segueing into my number six record, um, you know, back before Trump got elected, I feel like everybody was like, oh, there's going to be, like, so much good punk rock, rah, 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 which is, like, just, like, silly. Um, yeah. But, uh because it's like everything that you know all of the things have already been said um as far as like you know straightforward political uh like left-leaning punk rock stuff but i did really enjoy this next record and it was kind of like a record that i felt like was um was like kind of that for for this year um like like a great Trump era punk rock record, and I don't think they're I think they're great records of that era, but like specifically political punk, um, and that is the self-titled record by American Fail. Um, I don't know a lot about this band, but it's uh, one. Of the, I know it's one of the dudes from Gatsby this is American Dream, and oh, shit. the drummer on this record and in the band is Yuri from MXPX. Um, and it's just a fast, angry, like, political punk rock record, and uh, it's, it's totally worth checking out if you're into that, like, that vein of punk rock. Um, it was kind of a surprise. It came out kind of late in the year, and I kind of felt like, oh, this should have, like, it felt like it should have come out earlier, kind of during the Trump, Trump years, but uh, I'm happy that we, we got it either way. So that's, that's that's my number
2: my six. Very nice. Um my number five, a so nice little change of pace. It's uh Kevin Morby, Sundowner. Um Kevin Morby was, I believe, the guitar player of Woods a while back. And uh, this is I think like his fifth solo record. And I've been totally like appreciating his stuff more and more, and on Sundowner it all really hits for me. Um he just has this really kind of like somber storytelling like sound to him um and it kind of has like almost like a little bit of like a a lou reed velvety like velvet underground vibe at times but like without delving like too too far like down that path of like being derivative um it's it's a really cool record and if you're a fan of like you know indie rock indie folk especially um it's really worth your time
0: nice i'll have to check that out
1: yeah my number five is uh, uh no dream by jeff rosenstock um you no know, i i love i love jeff rosenstock i loved uh bomb the music industry and um, i think he's been doing a great job as a solo artist i think worry was a masterpiece mm-hmm. um but this uh this comes really close to matching worry in quality in fact it might it might even match it, I think. Um, just a lot of great punk songs. Uh, he's he's grown a lot as a songwriter, I think. And,
0: uh, and yeah, just uh, nice, just uh, just good good Jeff stuff. <laughs> yeah, that came out pretty early in the year too, right? If I remember correctly. It was April or May. Okay. It was May. Yeah, that wasn't that was another one I liked, and it just kind of got lost in the shuffle, and I didn't really get back to it. Uh, but I, I really did enjoy it. Like I, like I do everything that uh, the Jeff Rosenstock puts out. Uh, my number five record is "I Disagree" by Poppy. Um, it's, you know, it's it's heavy, it's poppy, uh, not even trying, to, I wasn't trying to make a, make a pun, um, you know, I'm, like, you know, as someone who's, like, kind of, like, who's into heavy music, but also, like, I'm, like, really kind of into the new, like, hyper-pop type, type stuff, um, like, oh. I, I feel like this kind of hits for me as far as just kind of it being the best of the, both of those worlds, and, uh, yeah, I I really uh, I really dug that record a lot. It's a it's a real fun one, and I think like I think that's kind of like I don't know like for me in twenty twenty I've gone back to a lot of stuff that is a little bit like just kind of quirky and like fun, um, and that's like kind of been how like what's been helping me get through this uh, this weird year is like lots of just kind of like quirky quirky weird music. number four
2: Um, number four for my number four it's again another another favorite of mine here Uh, Dance Gavin Dance with Afterburner Uh, you guys know I'm a sucker for Will Swan and his uh, virtuosity Um, and like they really bring it here time after time again Um, I actually think that this was like even better than the last record I don't know if it's like the best Dance Gavin Dance record but Afterburner provides like a solid batch of DGD tracks, which again just kind of like push forward like what their sound is and does, Um, and they like expand out into like a little bit even like further than their you know already pretty wide purview. Yeah. So it's uh super awesome. I don't know. Fun times. Cool times for sure.
1: Now, what singer are they on now?
2: (laughs) This is (laughs) this is still uh Tillian, who is like their third singer. They've actually had him for this is their fifth record with Tillian, I believe. Oh, okay, okay, got so it. So they they found their groove. Right. Okay,
1: no, Johnny Craig is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Johnny Craig is
2: something else.
1: Yep. <laughs> so uh, my number four is uh, it's, uh, it's well, it's the Strokes, uh, the New Abnormal, um, and I. I like the Strokes They're a Band that I've always kind of dug the sound of more than like the actual songs other than Is This It that's just obviously that's just a great record like, Yeah in dispute with me but the new Ad Adnor- Normal when I listened to that I was just completely just on every single song and um I yeah it it's easily their best least the first one since that mm. first one is this it
0: uh, and uh yeah love it cool I also liked that one a lot um uh, my number four record um super crush with soda pop I don't are either of you familiar with with them um It's kind of like, like it's, it's like dudes that like have all played in hardcore bands playing kind of like power pop. Um, like the main dude was in Go It Alone. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's just great, like straightforward, like poppy rock songs. Um, I wouldn't call it like, like I wouldn't call it pop punk. Um, but it's, you know, kind of like kind of in the like it doesn't sound like weezer but kind of in that kind of realm of just like good what was that
1: like power pop
0: yeah yeah i would definitely classify it as a power pop record um it's just a like a fun like it just kind of feels like a like a really great like summertime record um and like i said those are you know the like the stuff that's fun is really what i've been uh like, this is a significantly less depressing list than what I typically have um, at the end of the year because that's just been, uh, you know, the stuff that makes me feel good is kind of what's been getting me through. And that that record definitely is a, a fun, feel-good record. So, uh, yeah, Super Crush.
2: I definitely don't think there's, like, anything wrong with, like, your your top stuff just being what makes you feel good. Um, you know, just enjoy
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, like... Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I mean, I feel like it's, you know, typically I go more in a... I don't necessarily think that I'm that much happier of a person than I used to be, but, like, the world is just so dark that, uh, you know, I'm kind of... This year I definitely have leaned more on stuff that's just been fun and and, uh, enjoyable and not necessarily as, uh, like not looking for catharsis as much as what i i typically am yeah so we are we are up to the, we are down to the top three
2: top three um, mine is actually something that jeremy mentioned earlier um as one of his honorable mentions uh rico nasty nightmare vacation um this one hit me like a ton of bricks i've been looking forward to like Rico Nasty's like you know proper like release here for a while now um been like enjoying these like mixtapes and like smaller projects as she's dropped and like the singles leading up to this and she really like knocks it out of the park it just goes hard for like the entire thing aside for like a few like uh dalliances into like other kind of like popular sounds but she like slays on those like iPhone is probably my song of the year it's this just a uh, super catchy like batch of like hyper pop um and then she can go just like super hard. Like uh STFU is like uh, uh, it goes like um, as heavy as like any like hardcore track almost. You know, it's just it's kind of badass. Um, right. So Rico Nasty definitely worth your time.
1: Cool, for sure.
2: Yeah, I, I really
1: liked that, and I was uh, I was uh, satisfied with it. I I love old mixtapes as well. You know, so yeah, it was uh, good to hear that finally come out um so full disclosure my top three there are like absolutely no curve balls here on now uh (laughs) number three punisher by uh phoebe bridgers you know uh, you know I'm, i'm glad she's getting the recognition for sure that she deserved this year because she's such a talented song! I can't overstate how top talented <laughs> of a songwriter she is. She's, she's an ace lyricist. She knows how to write a great melody, and and uh, this is just uh, all of that on display. Um, uh, yeah, I, it topped "Stranger in the Alps" from uh, right. top better oblique that thing she did with conroe burst yeah
0: (laughs) word Um, yeah i i liked it a lot like i said i just uh i don't know i i just made the decision to uh not put it in my top 10 because it's in everybody's top 10 and i wanted to be contrarian um but it's definitely one that is in you know it's definitely in rotation and i i really really you know and i'm and i'm super happy for all of the success that she's having um, cuz she deserves it yeah definitely cool well my number 3 is one i think that uh, i'm assume, if, I, if i if i i'm pretty sure that it's going to be uh one of the two records that Jeremy has yet to mention but uh RTJ4 by Run the Jewels is Uh, wall-to-wall bangers uh the zach de la rocha feature is so dope um that that whole that whole record is so good it sounds like a like a perfect record for 2020 um and it's uh you know i and i like wasn't like like i was aware of run the jewels but i didn't like follow them closely before this um and i've since gone back and listened to the records before this and they're phenomenal but yeah it's uh rtj4 that's my number three
2: Uh, my number two is one that does complete the trifecta here um i have poppy with i disagree um this (laughs) hit me in like all the right places you know it was nice and heavy it had these like really kind of like soothing kind of like almost shoegazy elements like at times toward like the back end um and then like jeremy had said just like the mishmash of genres she describes her sound as poke genre and i mean like a song like concrete is exactly that it's just like so many things at once um and yeah like this just provided so much replay value to me um i had some anticipation leading up to it and she definitely delivered like on on every front um i'm super disappointed because i was hoping to see her this summer and i was unable to um you know COVID worse things have happened to
0: people due to COVID than me not seeing Poppy but that also sucked yeah yeah Yeah, she was
2: to tour with Deftones and like
0: yeah
1: which show that would have been and god how did I forget Deftones on my (laughs) own
0: yeah it's like it's it's like almost silly how much like stuff that is worth talking about came out this year um But yeah, I I do think that this is the first time that, uh, at least within the top ten, that that uh, someone has a uh, that an artist has been on all three of our our top ten lists. So uh, I could be wrong. I'll, I'll you know before I you know make my uh, before I make my intro and outro for the podcast, I'll I'll have to double check that. But uh, I think it's I think that's a first for for this. Uh, for this uh, little little uh group we have here. History has been made. Yeah. All right. So,
1: number two. Again, like I said, no curveballs balls here. Uh, Fiona Apple fetch the bolt cutters. Fucking unbelievable. <laughs> but she she like used whatever you could think of I think for a percussive instrument in this album and uh, it, it sounds it, it's something else it's amazing um, she's always like I, I feel like she's always reliable as far as putting out a good album mm-hmm. but but this is just full of her lover.
0: yeah Weird. and I'm like can I <laughs> Yeah, like I, I had debated putting it in my top ten for sure. Um, I liked it a lot, but uh, you know I left it in that uh, honorable mention area. But you know that, yeah, you know, I still think it's a phenomenal record. Yeah. My number two is another comeback record, "Rotation and Frequency" by Slick Shoes. I love this record. I, you know, I, you know, was a fan of Slick Shoes as, like, a teenage like, as a kid and as a teenager, like, kind of growing up being a tooth and nail kid, and them putting out this record, what, like, 17 years later, that is just, like, like, it's melodic, the riffs are, like... Like, I don't know, I think, I think a lot of people just, like, think that they're, like, a pop-punk band, and I think that they're way more, like, in the skate-punk realm, and, like, just the dudes can just, just, like, riff. And, um, you know, I think part of the reason they're so high up there is just because it was such a surprise for them to come back with such a strong record uh, all these years later. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's my number two. Slick shoes, rotation and frequency.
2: Um, uh, my number one record is a longtime band, one that kind of had the first record in a few years, first good record in a little while here. Uh, Deftones with Ohms. Um, I really fucking loved this record. Um, you know, from like the opening track Genesis all the way like out to the the outro like Ohms. It was front to back, just like unstoppable i think that like every like 10 years the deftones put out like a milestone record you know white pony was in 2000 and then like i really loved to diamond eyes i thought that was like a fantastic fantastic record and um ohm's here in 2020 i know their last record gore i was really kind of eh on um so this was like a really great not just like return to form but like it kind of it still pushes like what you think the deftones can do it's still within like the, their wheelhouse but it there's still so much left to explore, and mm-hmm. um, it's like a very kind of epic record without sounding pretentious, like, without being, like, pretentious. It's, it's great. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm i more apologist, but I, I
0: do completely agree that Holmes was much better. See, I'm a Koino-Yokin I'm a a apologist. Really, That's...
2: Like, really isn't so bad. Like, I think I, you know, just had some, like, expectations going in, but... Goino oh, Yokon was, I, I think I had that in my top of the twenty tens.
0: Yeah, I think he did too. I I love that record, um, and I I liked Ohms as well, but it didn't uh, it didn't connect with me the way that uh, that it apparently did with John. But that's cool. I mean, it's a you know, Deftones are a phenomenal legendary band, and it's yeah. rad that they're yeah. still making notable music. Absolutely, for sure. yeah.
1: it's great. Uh, and here's, you might like this. Uh, do I drink, you drink? Know, yeah. Here. And drink,
0: there. I'm. Did you say drink beer? Yeah, beer. I'm drinking a beer right now.
1: Oh. <laughs> so I had just last week from a San Diego brewery, um, Belching Beaver, best known for their uh their peanut butter chocolate step i the phantom bride ipa from deftones Uh, uh, conceptualized by gino moreno himself great yeah that's
0: awesome
1: yeah it's actually one of the i'm not even lying Bias, uh, fandom aside, it's one of the best IPAs I've ever had. Awesome. Yeah. But anyway, my number one uh, from RTJ, I mean, (laughs) from Run the Jewels, their album, RTJ4. Uh, These guys just kind of know how to they just meet us at the right times. Like 2016, they released the third album, RTJ three run um, three. And that would right after, you know, the election 2016, it was so cathartic. Um, it just, uh, yeah, just, Spoke a lot of uh, those different feelings you get, you know, anger and um, rage and all that.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, this one it came out right around the George Floyd protests, um, and uh, it, it was uh, it was so timely. I believe LP like right when right after that story broke LP put out on social media I don't don't have anything to say that I haven't said on this album that's coming out in a few days yeah and yeah they it just uh, just all really hit like hit home yeah in every way also uh, that aside you know Awesome production, mm-hmm. great beats. Um, they did a few experimental things. Like one track kind of felt like, yeah, this could be a rap metal song if you put guitars behind it. <laughs> um, there's a summer hit type song, Out of Sight, featuring Two Chains. Best thing Two Chains has ever done, in my opinion, and uh. <laughs> they had
0: DJ Premier on one track um, so yeah where yes yeah, it's, it's a it's definitely a well deserved record to be in that spot um, my number 1 record is one that I've I've talked to John about I don't know if we we talked about it but uh it's uh Bad Glitches by 117 um, if you don't know 117 they started out as a Christian pop punk bands. That was very forgettable and not interesting at all um, to me. Um, they uh, then, in the, like last in 2019, um, some of the members of Five Iron Frenzy teamed up with Matt Langston from 117 and put out uh, a record that is just a great like like 80s vibes, like very danceable um electronic uh kind of new wave record called the fast feeling um which is you know leonore and scott and andrew from five iron working together with matt langston from 117 so with that he kind of came back into my uh my purview because he did this collaboration with uh with members of five iron and then he put out a, a record as 117 that's like just just him and uh It's called Bad Glitches. It is a... It's just like kind of of bangers of like electro pop songs. And, you know, he also within that talks a lot about like spiritual deconstruction and stuff like that and kind of just hit me right place at the right time. Um, So, yeah, I mean, and also not to promote my podcast on my podcast, but if you go back a couple episodes, I did have Matt on the podcast. And we, uh, we kind of talked about his musical journey. So, um, if you're listening and you want to hear more about, about that, uh, you know, I, you know, just scroll down further in, in the feed, but, uh, yeah, that was my number one record of the year. Um, you know, before we wrap it up, any other, uh, media that you guys want to mention as far as things that stuck out in this, uh, this crazy year of 2020 that uh, that you enjoyed. I know I didn't see a lot of new movies. Um, so yeah, what, what do you guys? What's uh, what stuff came out this year that you guys want to want to mention?
1: Well, I mean, the last movie I saw in theaters was Birds of Prey in, in uh, some theater in Brooklyn. So, um, but. What else did I see? I mean, Soul was great. <laughs> Pixar. Um,
0: I I've been meaning to, and I haven't gotten to it yet, but it's gonna happen. Probably this week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely go watch. Um, and then onward was good too. It was yeah. I yeah, audience.
0: I liked onward a lot.
1: Yeah. But man, like uh, I didn't see a lot of you know movies. The movies I. I more often seek out like I didn't really get to see it like the kinda indie movies and stuff. Yeah. Get to see a lot of those for some reason. But um hmm.
2: And what about what about you john <laughs> no i mean my like consumption of media in 2020 has been awful <laughs>
1: yeah
2: um, it's just been mostly like music and i don't know dicking around on youtube so Weird. like, yeah. like follow youtube like creators i guess
0: really yeah i i try to think like i watched i watched that palm springs movie with adam sandler that was on hulu um which I I enjoyed. Um, uh, I don't know if it was a favorite. It's just I watched so few new movies this year. Sandler, <laughs> um, it was. Named it was uh, what's that guy? Lonely Island. Oh, guy. Andy Sand- Sandberg, not Sandler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's that's who I meant. Um, but yeah, I, I did really enjoy that one. It wasn't. A, I don't know if it would make a favorites list otherwise, but uh, you know, it was one of the new movies I saw. And, uh, I watched the documentary, You Can't Kill David Arquette, um, which was super interesting as a, because it's about him wrestling, um, because if you don't know, he was a controversially, uh, a WCW champion for a brief time in, uh, maybe 2000 or 2001. And then he kind of got back into doing some wrestling stuff in the last two years and, uh, did some hellacious death matches, um, really kind of trying to uh, just kind of uh, prove that he's not uh, not soft. And uh, it was a it was an interesting watch. They just uh, it, they just put it up on Hulu recently. It's uh, you know if you're interested at all in uh, wrestling or David Arquette, that's uh, it's worth a watch. All right. All right. Yeah. So that's that's all that uh, you know. That's everything, guys. I know we uh, it took a little while for us to all three get together, but I'm glad we finally did. Uh, congrats to all of the all of the winners of the number one spots of the people that aren't gonna hear this. Shout out, shout out to Poppy for you know earning a yeah for yeah earning a prestigious award from us. You know, I was thinking that uh, when we do this next year, like, maybe we should get some more, uh, maybe we should try to at least bring a, a woman into this. So if either of you guys have ideas of some ladies who are music nerds as well, because this is just three, uh, three uh, very white dudes talking about music, and I'd like to make it a little bit more uh, diverse. So, or if you're listening to the podcast and you are a, a woman and or a, you know, really, if you want to get involved in this, just hit us up. We're, uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to anyone joining us, but, you know, I, I just am noticing that we, you know, as I look at all three of us on the screen together, we are, we are, you know, we, we, we kind of fit a stereotype. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, but- the age of 18 and 35 <laughs> <Yeah>. yep yep <laughs> but uh you know it's always i always look forward to doing this and hanging out with you guys and, and chatting about music so thanks for uh for hanging out